saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to my channel. So happy to have you here and so happy to connect with you. Thank you ladies so much for listening to my podcast and just continually supporting me and sharing my podcast everywhere. We are almost at a million downloads, which is so crazy. Yeah, that's just so wild. And yeah, we're almost at a million downloads and consistently in the top 100 in the world. It's really just a blessing and such an honor. So thank you guys so much for supporting me. And yeah, just love you guys so much. But yeah, let's get into today's episode, which is about how I went from princess to queen energy. So princess energy to queen energy. And I was in princess energy for a very long time in my life, obviously, because I'm still pretty young. And so you're going to be in that princess energy usually when you are younger and as you're maturing as a woman, right? But what we don't want to do is we don't want to stay in princess energy past the time where we're supposed to enter into queen, okay? And so another way of putting it is that you know, you're in the maiden energy, which is an archetype of the feminine. So I was in a maiden archetype, which is the youngest archetype of the feminine until I was about 21 or 22. And then at that point, I really entered into my queen energy. And that was a turning point for me. And I, even every you know, year or every few months, I realize I'm like, wait, I feel like now I'm entering into my queen energy. Wait, no, now I'm entering into my queen energy. So I keep feeling like I'm initiating myself deeper into the queen energy or the queendom. <laughs> and so I feel like that just continually keeps happening for me. And yeah, so I feel like that is just such such a continual lifelong journey of just deepening into your your queen energy, but definitely have exited out of the princess energy and and yeah, so I'm going to tell you guys a couple things that I did to exit from the princess energy and to enter into the queen energy. So one of the biggest things that I've realized, especially in the last two and a half years, was that when I was in my princess energy, everything in my life revolved around me. And things do still revolve around me. Like, you know, my life obviously still revolves around me, but I was really just very involved and centered in my own sense of self. And when I say that, I mean, I really wasn't willing to serve others in my personal life if it inconvenienced me and that was pretty natural for a young <laughs> a young woman right is in your maiden energy and your princess energy but in the last few years that's been something that has really majorly shifted is that my capacity to serve in my private life has upped so much and I no longer feel so entitled in a way that I did when I was younger with in my personal relationships. And so, you know, I've given this example before, but, you know, one of the things that happened, it happened the other month was like my dad helped me with my taxes. My dad always helps me with anything financial, but when I'm 15, 16, 
I just expected that, you know, I expected it. And so I didn't think even to give anything back. I didn't think to serve as a way of saying thank you, right? Like I'm 15, I'm 16. My dad just does these things for me. And that is just the nature of my relationship with him. Now, as an adult in my queen energy, I feel the deep desire to show him in a reciprocal manner the fact that I appreciate what he did through some sort of service. And so the ability to serve others, that's also coming into the mother archetype as well, is when, you know, a lot of people say when you become a mother physically, like when you actually have a child, there's this big exit from maiden to mother. And I can't even imagine how deeply that will happen when I do have a child, which I, you know, will happen once I'm married. I can't even imagine how deeply that transition will be and how much more real that will be for me when I become a mother. But, you know, my ability right now to serve and to, you know, serve the people in my direct family, you know, in partnership, in family, friends, that has just widened. And I've seen the level of like leadership of myself and my own level, my capacities to hold things. When you think of a queen, right, she has a very deep capacity to hold things. She can hold a lot of the things that are happening in her kingdom, in her queendom, right? She can hold all of these different scenarios. She has energy to give. She has service to give. She can hold and lead from this space, this space of femininity, but she's still leading and holding nonetheless. And so my ability to give to others has really, really shifted. And so I would suggest that if someone is looking to exit their princess energy look to how you can serve from a space of like leadership or genuine giving when you're not getting anything back look at how you can serve the people closest to you if you are someone who over nurtures which this is a distortion of the feminine as well where somebody is too nurturing because they're people pleasing or they're codependent we want to be in that healthy nurturing space. But if you're too nurturing or over nurturing to the space where you are losing yourself, then actually coming into your queen energy could look like setting boundaries clearly, you know, asserting yourself clearly, taking that ownership and that accountability over your life and expressing your no, you know, taking back some of your energy that can look for you like coming into your queen energy. But for me, it's really looked like this. Even today, actually, my mom you know, she was, she was going to, you know, her friend's house, right? And she was really hungry. And I said to my mom, you know, how can I help you? Like, how can I help relieve this, this stress that you have right now? And she said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm super hungry. I'm, I have to get all this stuff done. I don't know. And I was like, well, what if I made you a salad? You know, what if I went and made you a salad? She said, oh, wow. Yeah, that would be super helpful. And I'll, I, I packed it for her and she took it. So those are just ways coming into my queen energy instead of the princess energy who feels everything in the world revolves around her. She's super entitled. She doesn't have to give to anybody around her, but everyone has to give to her. And, you know, that energy is, you know, the um, is a, a distorted aspect of the feminine. If you 
if you stay in it, if you're too old, right? <laughs> when you're seven years old, that is normal. When you're 17 years old, even, it's still kind of normal. When you're 19 and 20, it's still normal. But once you are, you know, entering after, I would say, 21, you do have to initiate yourself into a deeper space of womanhood where you are ready to to act as an adult queen woman. And so the ability to serve others and be selfless in a way and to hold a deeper capacity for you know mayhem even is important and i think that even you know for myself i've seen in the last year i have a much greater ability to navigate things especially because i'm really in union with my cycle i think that when i was very dysregulated in my cycle i did i wasn't cycle syncing and if you don't know what cycle syncing is i do have a podcast episode on cycle syncing that i can link below but cycle syncing is basically when you are tracking what phase of your cycle that you are in so it's either the luteal phase the follicular phase the menstrual phase or the ovulation phase so when i wasn't tracking my cycle it was everything felt like my eternal space of being. So when I'm in my ovulation cycle and I don't know I'm in that phase and I have so much energy and I can get all these things done, that felt like that's the norm, right? And then when I'm in my luteal phase for two weeks and everything feels super overwhelming and I feel like I don't have the capacity to do anything and I'm super tired and I can't do my workouts, that feels like the norm. So when we're not actually in sync with our cycles and we're not cycle syncing, everything feels like that is just your eternal state of existence. You don't actually have the ability if you're not cycle syncing to discern, ah, this is my hormonal level because I'm in my luteal phase. So then I can understand this is a passing phase. In two weeks, I'll feel differently. And how can I cater to myself so that I can still get what I need to get done, but so that I can honor my hormones and this phase? When you are cycle syncing, your relationship to life, to your body, and to your tasks and responsibilities changes so drastically because you are no longer thinking that everything is just you know, it's like part of just life. Like it's just like the existence. I don't really know how to say it, but it's like when you're not cycle syncing, for example, if for my two weeks when I'm feeling super, you know, tired, right? Especially the last week of my luteal phase, which I'm currently in, I feel so tired. It takes me a really long time to get up, up in the morning. I don't meditate at 6, 6 a.m. I usually possibly miss my morning meditation and have to do my med meditation in the afternoon. I might not be able to do that high intensity workout, right? So if I am in that phase for an entire week and I don't know I'm in my luteal phase and this is completely normal for my hormones, I am just going to say, oh my gosh, why am I acting like this? I am just like this. I can't get anything done. This is why I act like I'm like, you know, I am just this. And then in three weeks, when I have so much energy, I'm going to be like, this is my norm. This should be what my norm is. You know why I'm like this. This is what I am doing. This is how I am. I can get all these things done. And then a week later, when my hormones drop and I can't do that, I'm going to think, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? So being in sync with your cycles allows you to have the ability to discern how you can manage your tasks better. 
And so for me, I do a lot of my my tasks or I do a lot of the things I need to do during my ovulation and my follicular phase and even my my menstrual phase, like my second or third day, not my first day of when I'm bleeding, but my second or third day, I have more energy because my my hormones are spiking. Um, I have more energy after my first day of my my cycle of my bleed. So when you are you know, in tune with that, at least for me, it made me a lot more understanding of myself. I started to be in union with my body and I then was able to handle my tasks so much better. I noticed that two years ago, it was so hard for me to, you know, bake bread or make a meal at night or meal prep or whatever it is. And now I'm able to do those things. And I do believe that that is, you know, coming into your queen energy because when you're in princess energy, everything is exhausting. You're very entitled. You know, everything is about you. You know, you can't really serve. It's just like, you know, that kind of energy. But when you're in your queen energy, sometimes things are exhausting and you can't serve. For example, when I'm in my last week of my luteal phase, it's kind of a godsend that I'm even recording this podcast right now because I'm on my 27th day of my cycle right now. And I'm just like, wait, you know, I for my first half of the day, though, because it's 3 p.m., I was super sluggish and super tired. And that's to be expected during my luteal phase. Usually I wake up. I can't get out of bed. I don't go to my yoga studio. And, you know, I take a a little while to start my day. And I just know that and I plan for that. And I don't think about it too much. I don't, you know, over dramatize it. Or is that even the word there? Over dramatize? (laughs) I'm not, you know, dramatic about it. Oh my gosh, I can't, you know, believe I stayed in bed all day or I did this and that. It's okay. It's Saturday. I needed extra time in bed. I'm in my luteal phase. It's totally fine. That's normal. And usually by 1 or 2 p.m., I feel more energized. And so my my point here, though, is that coming into union with my cycle allowed me to handle my tasks a lot better. And so for me, as somebody who is planning to um, start a family and get married and who would like to be married and who would like to start a family and who's thinking about that, I really want to, you know, make sure that I have the capacity and I'm building up my capacity to handle tasks also building up my capacity to know my cycle and where I'm at so that I can plan better. But it is something that's important is you have to be able to handle a bigger capacity of things. And I think that a lot of times that can be, you know, shocking for a lot of first time mothers. And I think that it's probably way more than anybody who's not a mother could even imagine. But I think that it's something that you can come into that energy right now of your queen energy and of your mother energy when you are not a mother and you can come into that space and out of the maiden space and out of the princess space so that you have a greater capacity to serve, you know, your child, right? And so, you know, for me, I want to have a greater capacity and to build up my capacity and also my capacity to give myself like rest. Like I said, like you have to, for me, it's about knowing my body and my hormones so that during my luteal phase, you know, when I have a husband, I will be like, you know, during this, this next week, I need you to pick up the slack. I need you to, you know, do this and that, and I'm not going to be able to do as much. Right. So, knowing yourself for me that allows me to rest and then also get my tasks done when I when I can and so I think that 
you know, if you're someone who wants to have a family and somebody that wants to be married there and also is a someone who's passionate and wants to serve others in life outside of the home. You know, for me, I'm very a passionate person. I'm a natural born leader. I'll always be that. And so I have a lot of plans for life and for myself and for how I'm going to serve and meet my dharma throughout this life. And so I know that I need to be able to be in my queen energy as an adult woman. Okay, so that is one aspect of coming into my queen energy. Another aspect of coming into my queen energy that is something that was so important is coming into my queen energy in relationship to men. So I'm honestly not even going to go too deep into how I kind of created this queen energy in relationship to men and the way that I show up with the masculine in life. But what I will say about it is that you have to, if you want to be in your queen energy when you are relating to men, you absolutely have to see yourself as the prize and also as an equal. When I was in my princess energy, when I was in this very more maiden energy, I would look at men or I would date men and I am a very introverted person like I'm I prefer to be alone so for me to even get me on a date or to get me somewhere I have to already have vetted you already have you know asked you questions already have checked you out see what you're about you know see what your values are and feel like you know there's preliminary bars that you pass right so I've always been that way, although I didn't know how to vet before. For me to even go out with somebody, I needed to already, you know, think somewhat highly of them, right? But when I was younger, this was very dysregulated because I would see someone before and I would then establish the fact that they were wonderful or that they were great and I would kind of have this preconceived notion about them. And because I didn't see myself as the prize or even as an equal, I would put them on this huge pedestal and so if you want to date in an empowered and from a queen energy you have to see wonderful people as your equal which means that you know that you are a wonderful person and that you are a catch and you have to know what you bring to the table what unique flavors that you have to offer life and you have to know yourself and know Just like what is carry yourself with pride and confidence and class and self-respect. And that takes time. Honestly, it takes maturation like you can't a lot of times if you haven't been raised in that type of environment, you're not just naturally going to be that way when you're 18 or 19. Right. And that's kind of the time frame I'm referring to is when I was 18 or 19. So as an adult, you have to make the conscious decision to really rewrite the way that you view yourself and come into a very centered and regulated space. And I noticed that when I was most putting other people on the pedestal or thinking like I didn't really know myself or dating in a dysregulated way was when my lifestyle was really, really looking for ego hits all of the time, much when I was younger, right? When I was like going out and you know, constantly connecting with people that it was kind of like surface level connections just because I didn't want to be alone, right? So once I took those two years to myself in celibacy, 
I was able to create a level and regulated lifestyle as my day to day and know what I like and know what I enjoy and know what lifestyle makes me feel the most regulated, the most happy, the most enjoy every single day. And from that space, you have a really you have a really good shot at finding, you know, a centered space within yourself and finding a space of confidence and calmness and, you know, equanimity within. And from that space, you can carry yourself with class, with, you know, confidence, knowing who you are. And so I think coming into your queen energy, so much of it in relationship with men is knowing that you are the prize. But a lot of women nowadays are kind of taking this as a, like thinking that we're better than men. And that's not true. Being the prize doesn't mean that you're better than men or that you are like above him or something. It's honoring the natural biological hormonal ways that we interact with men and have interacted our entire, you know, evolutionary history and honoring the rest of nature, right? Where the man courts the woman. So it's honoring nature. That is what being the prize means. It means you've come back into your space of nature, right? Like cycle syncing, knowing your hormones, you know, connecting with your womb, connecting with healthy sexuality, coming back into the position of the prize, that just means that you are going to now honor nature and honor what feels most natural to your nervous system and your body. When we are, you know, pursuing men or putting men on a pedestal, which means we think they're better than us, we're no longer in nature. So of course we are going to be dysregulated, right? So when you know yourself as the prize, what that means is that you know yourself as valuable, you know yourself as a wonderful human being, you know yourself as someone who is worthy and incredible and, you know, um, deserving and also you know what you bring to the table, you know your strengths, like you know you know the things you're good at and, and you have things to be proud of and a lot of, most everybody has things to be proud of but a lot of times we don't hold ourselves with pride, right? And it's not, you know, egotistical pride. It's a humble pride where you know who you are and you know what you bring to the table, right? Like I know all of my strengths. I know all of these qualities about myself that are unique and wonderful to me for me and that nobody else can do, that nobody else can do it like I do it. You know, I know and even things that people can do, there are things about me that people cannot do the way that I do it, right? Like I am unique and, you know, one of one literally in so many areas. But other things that are my strengths that are my strengths that somebody else could do it doesn't really matter because the way I do it is the way I do it and I know that I am unique and wonderful right like um, you know the way that I can show up you know in relationship with a man like obviously somebody else can also be a wonderful partner but it's me you know what I mean <laughs> it's me baby come on <laughs> but no what I'm saying is that you carry yourself knowing that you are one of one because you are and knowing what your strengths are and carrying yourself with a humble pride and so putting yourself to the position of the prize means that you are honoring just the courting the courtship that is natural to us as humans right it's natural to us as humans as cis women and men that the man is going to court the woman and that you are going to stay back in a space of receiving leaning back vetting and he is going to come to you 
and, you know, try to win your heart and court you and pursue you. You're not going to be pursuing him. This takes us out of our natural ways of our natural ways of engaging, you know. And so when you put yourself back into the position of the prize, you allow him to court you. You don't get, you know, um, out of your your feminine space by trying to pursue him. Or if he doesn't like you and he doesn't call you and he doesn't pursue you, you pursuing him, you know, that's taking you again out of the position of the prize. If he doesn't court you, then, you know, he just is not the one and you just have to move on, you know. So, you know, being in that position of the prize is such a huge part of holding yourself as a queen. But I also think that I really kind of want to talk about some non like male related ones. And if you guys have noticed, a lot of my content has been shifting away from kind of things that have to do with like dating or you know, interacting with men. And a lot of times in the past, I was making a lot of like male centered content, not male centered, but like how to interact with men, how to date men, how to interact. And I think that's so wonderful. But the thing is, I'm putting so much of that into my book that I'm currently writing. Like I'm writing, you know, everything that I need to say about interacting with men, I'm putting it into my book. Everything I need to say about dating, I'm putting into my book. I mean, it's not the majority of it. The most of it is about like womanhood and about, you know, I'll get into that at a different time. But anything that I do have to say about dating is in my book. And I'm kind of entering into this new phase where I feel most passionate about talking about just like womanhood stuff. And lifestyle things and yeah like just kind of pure womanhood a little bit outside of dating although I think dating is a super important part of carrying yourself as a woman and yeah I'm kind of shifting a little bit of my content away from the dating aspect because I don't feel right now super passionate about that so I did in the past, like the last couple of years, I felt really passionate about talking about it. But right now I don't feel super passionate about talking about it. So I'm just honoring that and kind of shifting into this different space where I really am going to be making a lot more content on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. Even I like tweet a lot. And also obviously my podcast always. I love my podcast and obviously my biggest platform. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. But yeah, I'm going to be shifting a lot of my content kind of a little bit off of TikTok. Like I'm in when I do post on TikTok, it's not going to be my dating content. It's more going to be like lifestyle or like healing and like nature and like sustainability and, you know, just like kind of the things that make me me. Yeah, just like more of just me and what I'm passionate about and the way that I show up to life because I feel like my lifestyle is really powerful and also one that I want to share and I want more people to know about and interact with and I think that you know a lot of times yeah I have kind of just focused on the dating aspect and I'm just not feeling super passionate about that at the moment so definitely feeling this like shift and rebirth with my content and how I'm showing up online also think that a lot of that is because I'm writing my book and I've been saying for a while that I feel like my chapter with talking about these kind of things with womanhood as far as like dating or relating to men and whatnot is going to be finished once I finish my book and I'm currently halfway through writing my book and so when I do publish my book I am going to I feel like it's gonna feel I can't know how I'll feel at that time but I feel that I will probably feel like 
I'm done kind of with that chapter and I'll step into a different chapter of service. But yeah, I think my book is kind of where I'm putting all that energy right now. So when I show up online, feeling a little bit less passionate about talking about dating and feeling more passionate about talking about womanhood, just purely womanhood, and then also sustainability, lifestyle, connecting to the earth, spirituality, like these things are what is really kind of like lighting me up right now is like protecting the earth, animals, lifestyle, spirituality, you know, sustainability, womanhood, those kind of things. So yeah, so that's really what's lighting me up. So with that said, I will also say some other things that kind of brought me out of my princess energy and into my queen energy. And so one thing that really, you know, brought me into my queen energy was forming a relationship with my womb, which I was talking about with cycle syncing. And I'm actually going into that a lot in my book, but forming a relationship with my womb and also forming a relationship with the earth, like the spiritual aspect that the great mother, like Pachamama, like the great mother, the divine mother, mother earth, like forming a relationship where I'm doing offerings and I'm, you know, introducing myself to the earth and I'm doing prayers to the earth and I'm, you know, giving some of my period blood to the earth, like connecting directly to the earth and praying to the earth and forming a spiritual relationship with the earth. That is that has brought me into my queen energy. Like that is something that, you know, thousands of years ago, that were, those were like the rights of the high priestesses and the queens. They were in deep connection with the earth. And so when I came deeper into relationship with the earth in the last, especially in the last year and deeper relationship with my spirituality, it has really put me deeper into my queen energy because I carry myself with such a deeper power I feel so much more powerful, like seriously, I feel so much more powerful having now this really deep connection with the, yeah, with the feminine side of spirituality in the aspect of the the mother earth and the great mother. And I was talking about this a little bit in my last podcast, where I was talking about balancing the feminine and masculine aspects of spirituality, where I am a follower of the Self-Realization Fellowship and a disciple and devoted to the Guru Yogananda. And I, you know, have a very, you know, in a way, a masculine, um, you know, practice with my spirituality in one aspect. And so I had to really make an effort to make a really deeply feminine practice. And so the more that I came into that feminine practice with the earth particularly, and with connecting with my womb, connecting with the earth, praying, I w- I've been leaving the other day I, with um, this tree. I really just sat and connected with this tree and prayed to this tree. And then the next day I came back and did a little offering and I put flowers all around and prayed and sang songs. And I walk away from that feeling so much more powerful I feel so much more protected. I feel so much more spiritually powerful. And part of being a woman, we have a deeper and more natural connection to the spiritual realms, whereas men, they are also deeply connected with the spiritual realms. Obviously, we all are. We're all spiritual beings, but their way towards it 
can sometimes take a little bit more effort, whereas women are just more naturally connected to spirituality, but particularly the feminine side of spirituality through, you know, earth rites and connecting with the earth and, you know, through the womb and through these these aspects of spirituality. And so the deeper that I came into connection with the earth, you know, I've been really making time every single day to spend time outside in nature. And when I do have time, I like put my feet on the ground, my bare feet on the ground. I try to get as much of my body on the ground as possible. I made a TikTok about this the other day. I was like, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I used to see all of these Instagram girls constantly like naked in rivers or outside or whatever. And I'd always wonder like, you know, how do they how do they do that? Like, where are these things that they're finding or whatever? And then I realized that, you know, there was grass all around me but, and I, there's always, you know, nature if I can find it, but I'm just too scared to take my shoes off is what I said, like on TikTok and that video went viral, but it's like, that's true. I, you know, there's nature all around me even when I was living in New York, right? Like there's parks that I could like go to, but I didn't want to take my shoes off. Even when I'm in the lush, you know, upstate New York where there's trees everywhere and it's gorgeous. No, I don't want bugs to touch me. No, I don't want to get my shoes dirty. No, I don't want to get my feet dirty. No, I don't want to get my skirt dirty. I don't want to get dirt under my nails. No, no, no. I don't want whatever, all of that. Right. And when I stopped being so afraid of getting dirty with the earth, literally, I started connecting with the earth because I stopped being afraid of getting dirty on my clothes or getting dirt under my nails. And I stopped caring. And when I stopped caring, like even the other day, you know, I went and I, this was yesterday, last night, I was doing a prayer and a ritual last night. Or was this two days ago? It was sometime in the last 48 hours. And I was outside and, you know, the thought crosses in the back of my mind because I'm about to sit on the earth, right, with my little skirt on or whatever. And I'm like, oh, uh, I don't want to get my, my skirt dirty. It's, there's, you know, dirt right there or whatever. And I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I would rather connect with God right now, right? Like, I would rather connect with God than not get dirty or then you know what I mean like then to preserve my skirt like what like this is crazy you know and we're so conditioned into these boxes and into these ways of existing in our world today and so for me that has brought me into my queen energy so deeply and another thing that has really brought me into my queen energy has been learning how to protect myself energetically and I actually am going to make a YouTube video on this because I have had, wow, I have had like initi an initiation in the last two or three years. And it was something I ran from for like two years, this like really deep spiritual initiation into protecting myself spiritually and like rising into my power in this more energetic space. Whereas I was so you know, just like, no, 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 I just want to meditate every day. I want to connect with God. I'm going through it in the self-realization fellowship, like I'm not going through it in a bad way. Like I'm going through that, you know, initiation. 
and I don't want to deal with, you know, any of these other aspects. They're just a distraction and I don't want to go into that space. And so, yeah, life did not like that. Life did not have that in store for me. Life said no. Life brought me to my knees and said, you are going to learn to come into your power in the metaphysical realms, energetically, spiritually, and you are going to learn whether you like it or not. And that took me years to accept. And as I have come into my power energetically, learned how to cleanse my room, learned how to set energetic boundaries, learned how to say no um, to engaging with, you know, certain types of energies, learning how to connect with plant spirits, learning all of that, that has put me into my queen energy again and again this is all of the feminine rights of spirituality the feminine energetics the feminine aspect of spirituality and coming into that has made me so much has brought me so much deeper into my queen energy and so much further out of my princess energy whereas my princess energy was just like no I don't want to come into my power I don't care I just want to like you know lay back right like I just kind of wanted to like go with the flow or whatever and I also still go with the flow 24 7 and I'm like so in non-resistance to everything but at the same time there's a balance where you also have to learn how to stand up and say no and to energetically protect yourself and that's everybody's individual journey but I will just say that coming into feminine spirituality connecting with the earth like connecting with the earth Connecting with the earth, can't say it enough. Connecting with the spirituality of the earth as a woman puts you into literally your goddess self, puts you into your queen energy. And however that looks like for you, like that can look like, you know, connecting with plant allies or, you know, doing whatever you you feel like, you know, connecting with sage or mapacho or whatever it is, whatever plants you feel called to use as, you know, protection and form a relationship with leaving out, you know, um, offerings for the earth. I've been giving a little bit of my food, whatever I eat, I offer it to the earth, a little portion of it, praying and saying thank you to the earth for giving me these things, becoming a steward of the land. So like, you know, gardening and learning about the plants around me and learning what plants are edible and what plants aren't. So all of this has brought me into my queen energy in a way I really can't describe in the last year. Like it has been a real transformation and a just like a 180. Like I really didn't even expect it, but really can't recommend that enough. Something else I will say that has brought me into my queen energy has been me really learning skills. And I've talked about this before, but having hobbies that are outside of just, you know, the day-to-day so actually learning some hobbies and having things that really fill me up that has again brought me into my queen energy because when I was younger right like when I didn't my hobby was like you know going to a vegan restaurant right and that's still my hobby it's like one of my favorite things to do (laughs) but like learning you know how to Um, have some skills and some hobbies and some things that are really interesting and, and unique that you can learn and start doing and expressing yourself through 
it really is about like slowing down and being intentional. Like that has brought me into my queen energy in such a in such a large way. And so as you guys know, I'm super excited. I've been starting my knitting journey, my sewing journey. But in the last year, I really went on like this baking, um, you know, journey where I learned how to bake bread and focaccia and bagels. And I became very much into baking. And that, you know, for me was learning a new skill and finding this pleasure in my free time learning how to you know bake and how to make this and that and also painting you know I've been painting um, and doing you know just all of these little kind of things and learning how to garden and learning how to forage and learning how to create herbs and tinctures and teas and so like having these skills again I really feel like we have been kind of devoid and we've been divorced from learning how to have skills that are connected with the how do I say like the day to like things that are useful in a day-to-day scenario like things that contribute um or that are in relationship with like the earth or with life or like slowing down like things that we used to have you know even 200 years ago 100 years ago but in the last thousands and thousands of years right like we knew how to bake, we knew how to knit, we knew how to make our own clothes, we knew how to dye our own clothes, right? Like I've been learning how to dye my own clothes from the nettle in my backyard, right? Like we knew how to do these things to clothe our family. We knew how to sew, right? To make clothes for our children. We knew how to bake to make, you know, food for our family. We knew how to do these these things. And we we expressed with painting because, you know, it it's natural and it feels good to express. And so I feel like just slowing down and connecting with life in this way where you're really learning and becoming a steward of life like that's how I feel yeah I feel that really deeply like becoming a steward of life a steward of the earth I feel that as well just like learning how to garden taking care of the plants and even in the last week I have this lemon tree and this lemon tree you know, she, um, she's been, she's been struggling. She's actually produces like wonderful lemons and I'm like a lemon obsessed human. Like I'm obsessed with lemons. Like I cannot have a meal without lemons. And my mom is always like, you're going to ruin the enamel on your teeth. Like she's been telling me that forever, but my teeth are fine. So, (laughs) and my cousin is a dentist and she's always like, oh my gosh, stop having so much lemon. But I just love lemons. So yeah, I'm just going to, (laughs) I'm just going to continue to have my lemons. But anyway, there's really nothing beats having lemons from your tree. And so, you know, my lemon tree has actually had this thing called scale. It's like this invasive bug kind of thing attack it. And so the last week I've every day been out there scrubbing with a toothbrush every single leaf to scrub off the scale. And it is so painstakingly slow and takes so long and I didn't do it today yet and I probably won't. I'll try again tomorrow. It's taking so long and there's like so much of it has just like infested this tree, but it feels like I'm in relationship with life and feels like I'm a steward of the earth and feels, yeah, just like natural and powerful. And I feel like there's this, 
yeah, there's this really, there's this really pervasive like princess energy with adult women, right? Like when I talk about myself as a princess, right? Like this was when I was younger, like 21 and under 22 at the very latest, right? Um, and then since then I've been coming into queen energy, right? But there is this really pervasive idea that women you know, should just be in our princess energy our entire lives now because I don't know, like there's this, there's an entitlement as well that's really worrisome that's kind of coming a lot online. And I understand why, right? Like women are very tired of being taken advantage of. And so we're closing our hearts and saying, no, I just want, you know, everything and I don't want to, you know, care anymore. And I'm just going to close off my heart. And I, you know, whatever like there's just that kind of emotionally unavailable and entitled energy that's kind of circulating right but you know coming out of that and being in service like I see taking care of this tree as being in deep service right and I'm protecting the tree and taking care of the tree and cleaning mother earth I'm cleaning God I'm you know interacting with God in that way and so yeah, coming into that space has put me into my my queen energy a lot, you know, and I'll, you know, kind of go into that a little bit later into my in my YouTube video. But another thing that has brought me into my queen energy has been dressing. Yeah, dressing like well and with class and with style. And that has been a journey, you guys, that I have been on for quite a long time. For the last like two years, I've been coming into my style journey, but I cannot even tell you how much it has really elevated my ability to carry myself as a queen. And I'm actually seeing right now, I'm going through another transformation with my style. And you see that a lot of times, you know, there, I was watching this YouTuber and she was talking about how things that were expansive at one time, you know, that's great because at your level, when you're below that, that thing is expansive. But once you've sat at that space, that new expanded level for a while, now that's no longer expansive. You have to expand again. So that thing that was once expansive now becomes limiting, right? So that is something that's happening to me right now with my style where a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I really went in this transformation with my style because I was in my princess energy. I was actually exiting out of my princess energy. I, I wasn't really in it anymore, but I was reforming myself and really or refining myself into this queen. And one of the things that had to be checked was my style and the way I was presenting myself, the way I was dressing, because I have talked about this before, but I was dressing because I didn't know how to dress for my own sense of self. I didn't know how to express myself through clothing. And that came from being sexualized really, really young as a kid and always, you know, being looked at for how I look. And I've talked about this in other podcast episodes about just how I had to heal that like internalized sexualization and how it kind of stunted my growth with style because from a really young age I had curvy hips and a big butt and you know I was an attractive young girl and so I was always lusted after by all of the men that were around me in school and that were in you know other schools and that were older and whatnot and so there was just this intense lust energy that was position towards me right and that was you know 
penetrating me. Um, I don't mean they were penetrating me. I mean the energy was penetrating my field of energy and I internalized it. And so as a result, I really had some difficulty learning how to dress in a way that wasn't portraying myself as sexy because I thought that like dressing the most important thing was to accentuate your curves right and although accentuating your curves can be super wonderful and you know totally amazing and I still like to do that at times I didn't know how to dress outside of that and we see that a lot in culture in our culture right now where like everyone dresses you know like they're going to the club 24 7 right And so I had to really learn how do I want to carry myself? How do I want to present myself with clothing outside of, you know, just dressing because this makes my butt look good or this makes my, you know, I would just determine something was, you know, if, if a pant made my butt look good, I was like, all right, fine, I'll wear it. That's great. But it wasn't necessarily my style. I didn't necessarily like the pattern. It was just that it made my body look good. And so I had to come out of that a couple years ago and learn how to dress in a way that I actually wasn't trying to accentuate my body. I was trying to express who I am through my clothing. And so that really helped me come into my queen energy because I started feeling very confident in the way that I was expressing myself. And very confident when I was walking, you know, when I was walking around or when I was going to the store, whatever I was doing, I felt very just like classy and self-expressed in a way that I could be humbly proud of in a way that I could feel confident. And that started to feel really, really good. And then fast forward to now, you know, since I was very young, I've always been like a crop top fanatic, you know, like even in the last two years, I made the crop tops like cute and go with my style, which is like fairy angel, you know, kind of like that kind of like, I don't know, like long skirts and, you know, the everything's white. I wear a lot of like white long skirts and, you know, a lot of like flowy long white tops and that kind of thing. Um, But I still would wear a lot of crop tops. And that one of the reasons I wear a lot of crop tops is because I am 5'2". Like I'm very short. And I also have the I have I I recently, you know, looked it up because somebody told me to do it. The like kibby body style or something. So I have a romantic shape, which is a.k.a. like just like an hourglass figure. Right. I have a I have like a curvy figure and I've always had that. And so when I was younger, I looked, you know, really weird when I would wear like like no joke. I looked weird when I would wear like a full length top because I'm really short and it would just like make me look like I don't even know it would just I did not know how to style a full length shirt like kid you not and still to this day struggle with that and so it was really in this last winter where you know and in the winters I used to feel like so terrible because I didn't know how to dress it when when I wasn't in like you know a crop top and so I would just like try to find long sleeve crop tops like just didn't I always would feel so uncomfortable if I didn't have a crop top because I felt like it would make my body look really weird like not even not sexy it just would look like disproportionate on my body (laughs) and so now especially after this last winter I have really like felt the call to no longer wear crop tops so often and you know in moderation I think it's totally fine at least that's how I feel right now but 
you know, for me, at least I can't speak on anyone else. But for me in moderation right now is totally fine. But I looked in my closet and I realized like, wait, I actually don't feel comfortable wearing this small of crop tops anymore because some of my crop tops are really really small and I started to realize like I don't feel comfortable wearing those anymore and that you know now doesn't feel authentic to me and so I need to kind of elevate and end this kind of cycle where I just constantly rely on crop tops and so I actually went through my tops the other day and I got rid of so many like literally so many tops and you know I just was like I don't want to wear these anymore and these are too short for me and I now want to wear long I want to not wear crop tops all the time and so for me that's another layer of coming into my queen energy because personally like I can only speak for myself and you will have your own you know integration of what dressing as a reflection of the queen that you are is and looks like for you but for me right now I'm definitely coming into a space where I want to dress a tiny 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 bit more modestly and I've been coming into like kind of a modest for myself a more modest space you know is for somebody else who doesn't show you know any skin at all it would absolutely not be modest for them and I'm not doing it because I feel like I have to dress modestly and again it's modest by my own standards but I think that I don't feel as comfortable anymore wearing crop tops all the time and I am you know now purchasing on Depop and Poshmark because you guys know I buy everything secondhand but I'm purchasing full length tops. I'm actually getting a lot from Reformation because I'm finding they still have that, um, you know, kind of like flowy or kind of like angelic fairy vibe that I'm going for and that I really like, but they still have it in like a long shirt and a lot of them have little slits and stuff like that. So it still shows, you know, something or like accentuates a little bit of something, but it's not like a full crop top. And I noticed in my, in my closet, I literally don't have any shirts that aren't crop tops. Like, that I could actually wear out. You know, I have some shirts that are like t-shirts, but crop, you know, full shirts that I could wear out, you know, on a date or something. I, I didn't really have any. So I've been having to re-up my closet and do another expansion where I'm coming deeper into that level of my queen energy. And again, that will look, you know, individual for you. But for me, I want to now present myself in a different way. And so paying attention to the way that you express yourself and that you carry yourself through your clothing is also another way that you can come into your into your queen energy and out of your princess energy and also being mindful of the way that you express yourself with your clothing and just noticing what you're trying to communicate and if that's that you want to communicate one day that you are super hot, like that's totally fine, right? But just being aware of what you are, how you're trying to carry yourself and what your clothing is kind of like saying about you. And I saw this tweet the other day that was talking about like, you know, mature womanhood. And it was saying that mature women understand that their clothing says like a story about them, right? So for me, I dress, my style says a story about me. It says that I'm, you know, okay, so this is what I would perceive myself. It says that I'm, you know, young but like very spiritual and care about you know looking good and still like kind of you know want to show a little bit of skin but um you know do it in a more classy and refined and spiritual way and there's nothing that's like over sexualizing about how I'm carrying myself it's more just um 
like a fairy and angel vibe. Like that's what I am hoping to give and what I feel like people get from me. <laughs> and so for me, you know, I, you know, even my, my bikinis now, right? Like my bikinis are always like super small and I love that. And, but they're, the fabric is different. The, the way that it is, you know, the, the earth tones, I have all earth tone bikinis now, mostly that are, you know, crocheted or handmade or they're giving this very earthy, vibe, right? I'm communicating a message about myself. I'm saying, hey, I'm earthy. <laughs> hey, I care about the earth. Hey, I'm connected to the earth. That is what I'm communicating through my bikinis, right? Through my clothing. So it's not really about like, you know, necessarily what you're wearing. It's, or, you know, how much skin it's showing or something like that. It's kind of just like the whole vibe of what you're giving. Right. And so for me, I also want to give like that vibe of like, I'm earthy, I'm mature, I'm earthy, I'm spiritual, and I'm also tr attractive and hot. <laughs> That's like the vibe that I try to give. And other times, you know, it's like more classy and refined, but still beautiful and flowy and angelic. And so that's the vibe that I tried to give. And so, you know, just being mindful of that. And before, like I said, I didn't care about what my bikini looked like as long as it accentuated my body. That's all I cared about. But now if it accentuates my body, but it doesn't give the aesthetic or the energy or the vibe that I am trying to give and communicate and that feels authentic to me as a woman, like it feels like it accentuates my energy and accentuates myself and expresses myself through it, I'm not going to purchase it. Like just because it looks good on my body doesn't mean that I I feel like that's an authentic, you know, representation of myself. And I feel like clothing can be a representation of who you are. And so, you know, I feel like that is just something else that has really brought me into my queen energy is using my clothing to express who I am, you know? Okay, last thing I'm going to say is that the, another thing that really took me into my queen energy, especially in the last year, has been really prioritizing taking care of my body and the bodies of the people around me that I care about. Okay. So for me, you know, I really care about, you know, now getting facials or, you know, doing my face masks or yoni steaming and fasting at times and eating healthy food and, you know, taking my vitamins and, you know, just living an overall healthy lifestyle, but taking care of myself in a way that feels really just healthy and good and, and yeah, and just really healthy and good. And so now when I was in my princess energy, I really was, yes, I care. I always cared about, you know, what I was putting in my body. I've always been vegan and really health conscious, but now it comes from more of a space of like worshiping my altar and wanting to just take such good care of my altar and wanting to care for myself in a way that is representative of the way that I view God, the way that I view my soul. You know, this is a, this body that we're in is just a little, you know, encasement. It's like a little case. It's a little just like thing for your soul to have an experience through. And I want to create a really beautiful, vibrant, clean, healthy body for my soul to experience life through. So for me, that also looks like, you know, working out and doing, I've been doing hot yoga like four, three or four times a week. I want to add in Pilates. And, you know, before I didn't really care 
about that kind of thing. I didn't really take it from that space of like worshiping my altar and creating this really healthy and clean space for myself to live in or my soul to live in and which is myself and you know in the last few years that has been something that has really shifted is like taking care of myself and my body as I would take care of God you know like taking care of my body and worshiping myself and then that also comes into like the way that I care about the others around me because again when I was in my princess energy Again, it was all about me, right? And again, you do have to center yourself in your life so that you have, my mom always says, she's like, you need to have an overflow and you give from your overflow, right? So like my mom says, you give from your overflow. So you have to be, you know, catering to yourself and investing in yourself so that you have an overflow to express from. But, but it doesn't just end there. And I see a lot of that right now in our culture. And I also, you know, internalize this belief at once that, you know, it's, we just have to care for ourselves, like care for yourself, treat yourself well, done, you know, and coming into my queen energy has said, I care for myself and the ones around me that I love. When you think of a queen, like sitting on her throne, she's taking care of her people, right? Like the people in her, in her community, in her kingdom. And she's also taking care of her husband and she's taking care of her family as the husband is taking care of the people and her and his family, right? So it's not just anymore this princess energy where the princess isn't worried about the people. She's not worried about the family. She's worried about herself, right? So coming into the queen says, I'm worried, I'm not worried, but I'm caring for myself very well. And I'm caring for the people around me very well. Right. And that comes into service, which brings it really full circle because <laughs> we were talking about serving others in the beginning of this podcast. But it really does bring it super full circle because service is a huge part of coming into your queen energy, learning how to serve from your overflow, learning how to serve without self-abandoning, learning how to serve without being codependent, learning how to serve not from a people-pleasing space, learning how to serve from a queen space, learning how to serve from your overflow, learning how to serve because you are genuinely filled up by serving life, but not over-serving to the point where you are burnt out and the point that you're over-giving and the point that you're being codependent. So for me, caring for myself and then caring for those around me, right? Like the other day, I was, um, you know, picking... Uh, all these little herbs to create teas right so or not just herbs I was picking rose petals I was picking chamomile and um, sage and I was picking nettle and you know whatnot and in the past like five or six years ago right when I'm like 18 19 I could totally totally have seen myself being like I don't want anyone else to have this I just put in so much effort picking all this stuff I don't want, you know, anyone else in my family to touch this. I don't want, you know, anyone else to have it. I'm the only one who gets it because I'm the one who put in the effort, right? Like even when I bake bread, right? Like I hear that voice that comes up. I just put in all this effort. Why do you get to eat it? Like I just make a meal. Why do you get to eat it? I just made it, right? Like there's this like self-centered princess energy that's like, no, only me, right? And so coming into the queen, you are so built up within yourself that you're able to serve others well and not from a resentful space and not and you don't live life from a selfish space and that's just a rites of passage coming out of the princess and into the 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 queen coming out of the maiden and into the mother it's a normal rites of passage so if you're in that space there's no shame at all this is just a natural 
you know, transition of the feminine. It's totally natural. But yeah, so coming into that queen energy is huge. And especially in that space of like caring for those around you and yourself, like caring for yourself well, also caring for those around you well. So, you know, making sure your husband takes his vitamins, right? Making sure your kids take their vitamins when you are picking herbs from the garden and making teas wanting the people around you to have them because you want them to be healthy as well you don't just want yourself to be healthy you want them to be healthy as well right like you want their bodies to receive this medicine and this nourishment as well right so when you're doing a face mask like sharing it with others like just you know caring for yourself and caring for those around you as well and I think that is also coming into the queen energy um, so yeah, so that is what I will say for now. And yeah, I could also make a part two for this because there's so much to say here. But for now, I will leave you here. And if you would like to do coaching, the coaching group, the link is below. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will talk to you soon. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Bye. See you next Saturday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.